Welcome to the Michael Myers Minute, where we delve into the 1978 horror classic Halloween one minute at a time. I'm your host, Robert Black. Minute 34 begins outside Nichols Hardware. Annie and Lori have just driven away. Dr. Loomis has just walked up to Sheriff Brackett, introduces himself, and we have a guest. Allison Waddell of Mean Girls Minute is with us again. Welcome, Allison. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. Now, you said last time you don't think Annie or Linda are mean. <laughs> or they're not mean girls. <laughs> they're not, well, okay, this minute they get a little bit pushy in terms of the dance, but, um... <laughs> When you watch Mean Girls, you have a different standard of what mean is. <laughs> true, true. But, you know, they're not like nice kumbaya. <laughs> <laughs> no. First, of course, we get a few seconds of Loomis and Brackett and the great moment where uh, second five, as Loomis is standing right in front of the camera, the station wagon comes into view behind him to the left. Second 14, Loomis looks to the right. And the station wagon turns into the intersection on the left side of the screen. Michael is paying attention. As the car passes behind Loomis, Loomis turns to the left. Second 21, the station wagon exits to the right. He's that close to Michael and he doesn't even know. Uh oh, that's not a good person to be close to. <laughs> now, did you notice that? The car? No. This is intriguing. I just saw someone who was like, Claims they're a big fan of the movie and have seen it many times on a Halloween Facebook group. Wait. And they're like, I just noticed this today. And they post that. And I'm like, how did you? I guess. I don't know. Maybe I've just seen it too many times. I just assume I always noticed it. So at the 10 second mark? That is at second five. Five to, yeah, 14 to 21. Oh, gee. Yep. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's right there. Yeah, that's not good. Because he just robbed the place, we're led to believe, right? Well, he had to have robbed it a few hours ago. Unless we think it really is kids. I think it's really kids. Okay, you do. I think it's just another example. of It's the normal mischief of this town. Okay. Of course, Michael had to get his mask from somewhere. Yeah, that's a good point. But he had a mask when he murdered as a child, right? Yes. He had the clown mask that went with his costume. But this is a different mask. Yes. We don't ever see that mask i don't believe we just no we do we do we see it later <laughs> we see it pretty close later i've watched this movie once. yeah i'm gonna watch it though again tonight though even though i'm not recording i actually really like the movie now since since you don't know movies from the 70s do you know who william shatner is i do okay he, was he in star trek yes star trek correct okay. <laughs> He's Captain Kirk. The mask that Michael is wearing now for the rest of the movie, most of the listeners don't know this, but you don't, or might probably don't, is a Captain Kirk mask. So it's a mask of William Shatner oh. that they painted white, cut the eye holes a little bigger, and messed up the hair. I like William Shatner. He did a hilarious rendition on YouTube of O Canada where he did it. Because then he did this song where he was just like talking famously. Uh huh. Mr. Tambourine Man. And so he did, he's like, fixed Oh Canada, and it's like, oh, <laughs> he's like, we need to fix this. He's like, oh, oh, Canada. <laughs> it was really funny. I can't do it, but you should Google it. And so, yeah, by second 21, the station wagon exits this frame to the right. Second 24, we cut to, in the film, exterior residential street night. 
in the script, there's actually a brief establishing shot, exterior moon night. And it says, through the blowing trees, we see the full moon rising in the night sky. There are sounds of wind and chirping crickets. They didn't, of course, film that establishing shot because they can't control the moon, the blowing trees. Despite the script calling for wind on several instances, they only actually managed wind a couple times in the movie. Chirping crickets, I suppose they could have added in post, but why bother if you're not doing the establishing shot? Plus, this residential street scene of Annie and Lori was deliberately set at dusk to make a sort of transition, as I've already said. So, exterior, residential street, night. We're back with Annie and Lori. Also in the car, of course, is Deborah Hill, who directed this scene. Girls. And Ray Stella, the cameraman, both sitting in the back seat. And Lori's being a bit paranoid, saying, oh, he definitely knew that we were smoking. Yeah, but she's also been smoking, so she might just be more paranoid than usual. (laughs) (laughs) No, I definitely would be paranoid if I were her, too. Yeah. Just because I'm an anxious person. (laughs) Script says the car moves down a quiet little residential street. The filming location, this is, the scene starts off on South Parish Place in Burbank, California. That's 13 miles from the Strode House. And then they go west onto Parkside Avenue. And then they, later in the minute, they will turn up. I forget the name of that street. It's later in my notes. Check Instagram to see what these this location looks like. I actually have a video of driving down this route. You're very detailed. I, I grew up even closer to these locations. I used to live in Pasadena and now live in Glendale. So I'm, oh. I visited every filming location a few weeks ago and took pictures. I didn't grow up that far from Pasadena, Glendora. Oh, yeah. Out east. Two ten. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was going to say, we need you to do our research for Mean Girls because we don't... <laughs> You're so detailed. <laughs> it's good. We need... uh, if you have a specific thing, I can do it. <laughs> we need to be like, and this is the street that they're driving down. I'll tell you, like, what building they're in when they filmed it. Who was the cameraman? <laughs> you know. All the nice, crazy behind-the-scenes details. Awesome. Okay, so back to Michael Myers. Sorry, I didn't want to detract. Yeah, back to the minute. <laughs> Annie says, what's the matter with you? I think he knew. I'm sure he could smell it. And in the novelization, as I said last minute, Lori is correct. Uh, after they leave, Sheriff Brackett mutters to himself, damn daughter's been smoking whoopee weed again. <laughs> That's funny. But then Annie, also from the novel, She's like, no, he didn't. She says, my father, he's a good cop, but he's a lousy detective. I'm not sure exactly what that means, but she doesn't think he notices. Yeah. And Laurie says, I hope so. I'd hate for it to get back to my folks. He probably is just, like, ignoring it. I mean, I haven't read the book, but, like, if she thinks that, like, he doesn't notice that sort of thing, it's probably just a pick and choose your battles. Yeah, as long as she's, I mean, she's almost as responsible as Laurie. She goes out and babysits and makes money for herself. She seems a good kid yeah she smokes and has sex but it's not that bad for the 70s yeah but here's one for you saying annie's not mean she responds listen Lori, if your parents don't know you smoke grass they probably haven't noticed you've grown boobs either i take that back i'm not sure anybody's noticed you've grown boobs (laughs) (laughs) how did i miss that line no, that's not in the movie. That's from the novel. Oh, it's not in the movie. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So it may have been in an earlier draft of the like the script for the film, but 
Actually, no, this scene isn't even in the script originally. It was added toward the end, so. Does Jamie Lee Curtis not have boobs? She's fairly small at this point. She's only 19 when they filmed. She's thin. They're... Also, I think that boobs have gotten bigger due to the chemicals in our food. <laughs> I might be mistaken, but I think so. It's food additives. Food additives. It's food additives. Yeah, because I had fairly decent sized boobs when I was 19. This is probably too like vulgar for this podcast. This is what we discuss on Mean Girls. <laughs> you just asked me what Jamie Lee Curtis's boobs were like, so it's fine. <laughs> I'm fairly sure in this movie hers are bigger than Annie's, but they hide them most of the time. I noticed that their bras are, like, down. Like, the boobs, like, they don't push up the boobs. I noticed that their boobs were sort of down. Yeah. Not, like, down, but you know what I mean? Like, downer. Like, the bras were different. Yeah. It's the 70s. Yeah. Also, the characters, at least Annie and Linda, aren't supposed to be wearing bras. That seems scandalous. I don't know whether they were for filming. Well, Annie isn't. When she takes her shirt off in the kitchen, she doesn't have one on. Um, I didn't know that. <laughs> that seems like it's scandalous for a movie. I don't know. Yeah, we, she takes her shirt off and from the back, we only see her from the back, but Ooh, she doesn't have a bra on, at least when we filmed that scene. That's probably like naughty for the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I think the 70s was very much for not wearing them. Oh, okay. Like, it's a it's a big point in the book that Laurie is the one that always wears one. Although, as I pointed out in a previous minute, when she gets home from school outside her house, she is definitely not wearing one. Well, that's a normal thing for a lot of women. At least when they filmed that day. Because for some women, yeah. their bras are uncomfortable. Through most of the movie, she seems to be wearing one. Yeah, I grew up with seven, seven? Well, six sisters and my mother, so seven women. So, yeah, I know. Back to Annie. Oh. Did you, first Laurie, did you see the look on his face? And Annie says, he always looks like that. Oh yeah, I, I, caught, I caught that. She takes the joint and Laurie asks, what are you going to wear to the dance tomorrow night? Uh, second 38, Annie takes a drag. Second 41, camera's on Annie and the sun's coming through the trees. It's a slight continuity air, the sunlight, but this is deliberate. They had a transition from daytime to dark and wanted deliberately to film this scene at sunset. The light doesn't always match, but it still looks very nice. Oh, yeah. Nanny hands the joint to Lori and says, I didn't know you thought about things like that, Lori. You said she was being pushier here about the dance. <laughs> She's very pushy about the dance. It's funny how they go from light to dark very quickly is it supposed to signal the passage of time yeah okay it's it's less about passage of time it's just the rest of the movie takes place at night so they're in hollywood you don't film at sunset if you don't have to oh because it's you have to get it in one take you have to get it right and so they film during the day they film at night because they had to film this extra scene anyway to fill up some time and add a little character with annie and Lori, they deliberately chose to film it at sunset to get a little bit of the transition awesome it's still way darker when we get to the oh, next location it's way darker <laughs> and jamie lee curtis again uh second 47 cameras on her and the sunlight's behind her and she looks like really thoughtful and sad and doesn't respond to annie immediately now are you more like Lori or annie or were you when you were younger you the pushy one? 
Um, no, no, I wasn't pushy. I was more quiet. Okay. And he's like, you know, you could ask somebody. I was definitely more like Maury. Like, I don't want to ask anyone. I, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't like, let's ask. Yeah. I didn't get a boyfriend till college, so. <laughs> oh, they went to an all-girls school, so that was part of it. But still, I could that have That does make it a little to... harder. Yeah. <laughs> but all you have to do is go up to somebody and say, you want to go to the dance? Yeah, it's very simple, Lori. Yeah. Well, Annie thinks so, because that's how she is. <laughs> and the minute ends with, you want to go to the dance? That is all for minute 34. Uh, Allison, remind the listeners, how may they stalk you? <laughs> um, I just caught that you did that because of the Michael Myers thing. That's clever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a pun. Well, not, yeah, kind of. Okay. <laughs> um, so you can stalk me at my, ad- no, I'm kidding. No, I'm not going to give you my address. Um, you can stalk me at Mean Girls Minute at um, all of the different social media handles, basically. And then um, MeanGirlsMinute.com and also, um, hopefully the website will be up by the time this airs. <laughs> and um, also at North Shore Burn Book, which is a Facebook group. And North Shore is two words. You can stalk me on Twitter and Facebook at Myers Minute, Instagram, Michael Myers Minute. Or join our Facebook listeners group, 45 Lampkin Lane. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a nice review if you like what you hear. Until next time. See you later. Bye. Bye. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh? <laughs>